So has Alvin Bragg claimed the scalp of Donald Trump yet? The very latest on this, including interesting criticism coming from the left. CBDC, what is it and how might it be used? We'll discuss that. Florida is the laughing stock of the left. We'll compare the Sunshine State to what the administration is doing to the rest of the country. Then we'll jump into the debate on education and parents' role in that. All of that plus the latest news and a display of class and grace at the NCAA tournament. All of that just ahead on this episode of Dale Carter's America. From the heart of flyover country, he's not on the far right, and he's certainly not on the far left. Like you, he's somewhere in the middle. This is Dale Carter's America. With Kurt Wheeler, I'm Dale Carter, and at the top of the podcast, we always uh, salute our sponsors here who bring you this podcast, the folks that uh, we would ask that you at least kick the tires with, especially our good friend Bob Watson at State Farm Insurance. Bob has been uh, helping folks with their insurance needs in Blue Springs and the surrounding area for five decades. His office right there on Main Street in Blue Springs, 7th and Main, 816-229-7878, auto, home, life, commercial insurance, boats licensed in Missouri and Kansas. Had an interesting conversation with Bob Watson this morning that we'll get to deeper in the podcast. But uh, for right now, um, everybody needs insurance. Even you people who don't think you need insurance, you need insurance. Maybe you need it more. Kurt's going to have a special story about that coming up. Uh, But if you need insurance, and you do, make sure you get a quote uh, from Bob Watson at State Farm, 816-229-7878. Surprisingly great rates at State Farm. Royal Roofing and Solar, they um, basically keep the rain out of my house, and uh, they're ready to do the same for you. If you need your roof uh, looked at, inspected, we're about to go into spring. That's going to bring hailstorms, always does, in the Kansas City area. And, of course, at Royal Roofing, they're into solar these days. That means you can turn your house into its own energy generator. It's not about being green. It's about being smart. Own your utilities instead of renting them. And Austin Watterson and his team will be glad to talk to you about that. Tax credits and grants for small rural business and ag producers. Uh, There's money on the table. Make sure you're claiming it all. And Austin can tell you all about that. 816-540-7057 for Royal Roofing and Solar. Funhouse Pizza at 50 Highway in Lee Summit and 7 Highway in Blue Springs. We are working on our next live event. Would love to see you, meet you. Thank you for uh, your support of Dale Carter's America. Lee Summit's going to be up next. We'll get you a date here coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, But Funhouse Pizza, Jim Dingman, a fine American, always has something fun going on at Funhouse. Uh, Different drawings for different prizes, tickets, and things like that. Um, you got a birthday party coming up. Funhouse is a great place to have it. They have awesome pizza, cold drinks, and again, we're going to be at the one in Lee's Summit coming up soon. They're also in my adopted hometown of Blue Springs on 7 Highway. Something everyone of a certain age needs to be looking into, and that is your colonoscopy. You got to get screened because colon cancer is something that we can, you know, if you get it treated early enough, it doesn't have to be a killer, right? Uh, But if you wait too late, it's probably definitely a killer. And uh, Dr. Mark Taormina is uh, with us on the podcast. We love having him here. Uh, MidwestGIHealth.com. That's where you find the doc. Uh, they're uh, located in Lee Summit. 
He's an Army vet, trained at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. His partner, Joan, trained at Dartmouth in New Hampshire. Um, Their main focus is on colon cancer screening awareness and the need for you to get a colonoscopy. 50 used to be the age. Now it's 45. And colon cancer is a killer. You can get in front of it by getting screened at Midwest GI Health, MidwestGIHealth.com. You can reach them at 816-836-2200. So thank you to our sponsors, uh, part of Dale Carter's America. This was not where I wanted to start today, but unfortunately this is where we will start. Um, Nashville obviously is dealing with um, a a crisis there. Uh, The mayor called it the worst day in Nashville history, where someone with a gun, multiple guns, in fact, walked into the school, started shooting. In fact, we have some video, some, some, uh, what is that, uh, surveillance footage? Yeah, there's uh, footage of the shooter driving up to the school, uh, shooting through the doors, and then kind of just walking around. Yeah, This see. is something that it's disturbing if you're watching it, but this is one of the things that uh, you want to get us on YouTube or Rumble, the places where the video is available. Uh, audio only, you're not going to be able to see this, so we'll kind of talk your way through it. But uh, you got a van pulling into the uh, parking lot of this school in Nashville, a Christian school, mm-hmm. maybe not with the, the security that you would have at a public school in Nashville, but there are the double doors, and there you see them shattering as bullets are going through those doors. That just takes your breath away. And then uh, coming soon, you're going to see the shooter walking the halls of this school in Nashville. You know, I have an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old granddaughter, Kurt, and, and this just takes my breath away because three of these children were nine years old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you see this shooter going through. And um, I watched the coverage on Fox yesterday, and, and it's the it's the same old thing. Greg Gutfeld, I thought, said it best. Maybe if we wouldn't give these people this much screen time, these kinds of things wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, it's also just a mental health thing. You know, we have uh, severe mental illness. And, you know, there's new things coming out about the shooter possibly being trans or something like that. And, I know. You know I, I don't I – don't, want to make any presumptions there but uh there are some trends with these incidents for sure you know involving mental health um ssris or other psychoactive uh prescription drugs and and other things like that so we well, should be looking into it congratulations to the uh, nashville police department because unlike uvalde texas they went to the danger this could have been a lot worse it was terrible as it was it could have been a lot worse nashville police took out this shooter and then you get the predictable thing coming from from both sides you get the biden administration who can't wait to get in front of a camera when anything like this happens because they're going to talk about guns and taking guns away and all that. Um, in fact, the, the story I read this morning written by the folks at NBC talked about how two of the guns used were legal. What they didn't mention was one of the guns used was an illegal gun. Hmm. And this gets back to you can't stop somebody intent on doing harm from doing harm. Yeah. Whether was, they use a gun. illegal about it, do you know? I, I don't know. Okay. But, you know, I, I had heard that somewhere else, and I saw the story from NBC, and it was like um, using two legal guns. And I thought, wasn't there an illegal one? And there was. There was a third gun used that was, was purchased illegally. Hmm. Um, you know, criminals are going to break the law. I mean, how many laws were broken just in the clips that you saw? Yeah, a, a lot. Plenty I mean, of them. It's, it's almost like we're 
becoming a broken record here. I mean, we keep having the same arguments over and over again, and nothing is changing. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, they're going to keep pushing gun control. We need to keep pushing back, but we also need to present our own narrative about uh, the cause of some of these things and, and what we can do about well, it. Well, you know, last week we, we had a clip from the uh, Washington, D.C. police chief that said, you know, one of the ways that you fix this is when somebody commits a crime with a gun, you put them in jail. Yeah. Gee, there's a thought. I think there might be a mental health angle on this particular person mm-hmm. committing this crime. So, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to go. But, you know, what is the stat? Like 99.9% of legal gun owners will never commit a crime? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can look at a lot of different statistics, really. Um, there's, you know, the the fact that concealed carry permit holders outnumber police 10 to 1 and represent a lower, uh, are lower represented in violent crime statistics. You can look at defensive gun use versus gun deaths or versus, uh, you know, gun crimes, gun-related crimes. Defensive gun use vastly outnumbers uh, gun deaths and related statistics. Yeah. But nobody talks about it because it's not sexy. You know, it doesn't right. make the news. And most times that people use guns defensively, they don't even fire a bullet. It's uh, And I have, not me personally, but people that I know have had to deal with that where, you know, somebody's trying to rob them. They pull out a gun and the guy runs away. Yeah. And that's the end of it. But, uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, talking about people doing bad things and stopping them from doing bad things, I've got a friend I was having this debate with online this morning who lives in Oklahoma City. I said, you've got a pretty big monument down there to what happened when somebody drove up with a fertilizer truck, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't a gun. That killed a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we need to get to the heart of this thing. And just coming out with the same old blather every time, it's like guns, 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 guns. Okay. We have a lot of guns in this country. That is not going to change. Yeah. If they passed a law tomorrow that said guns are illegal, we'd still have 300 million of them. Yeah, and they're not going anywhere. And you know, Except to the criminals. Exactly. Because criminals break the law. Exactly. I mean, that's just uh, it's, it just drives me crazy. Okay, here's something maybe a little on the fun side here, because we've been waiting for more uh, updates on the Donald Trump grand jury thing. And I know at MSNBC and CNN, they are breathless. It's like, will this be the day, Kurt? Will we get the... <laughs> Will we get the mugshot of that criminal Donald Trump? Will we get it today? So, uh, no, you're not going to get it today. Um, And it's probably, if it happens, going to be later on again. This is an actual story, and I just want to read it verbatim, because you can't make this shit up. You really can't. The New York City grand jury hearing a case involving former President Trump is adjourned until at least Wednesday after hearing from a witness yesterday. Former CEO of American Media and publisher of the National Enquirer, David Pecker, spoke in front of the jurors. Pecker was alleged, I just love saying that, Pecker (laughs) was allegedly familiar with payments that would be used to help squash negative stories about Trump before the 2016 election. The grand jury is trying to decide whether to indict Trump connected to 2016 hush money payments made to porn star Stormy Daniels. You know, I'm glad the Inquirer is in front of the grand jury, because <laughs> yeah. that just says it all right there. Mr. Mr. Pecker hardly knew her. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I'm sorry to the folks at MSNBC and CNN who have breathlessly waited for this indictment. It ain't happening today. And I don't think it ever will. And Andrew Cuomo came out. Did you see that? No. He jumped all over the DA. It's like, what the hell are you doing here? 
Yeah. You know, Democrats are jumping on this guy. And they keep saying that this is getting in front of the better case, which is in um, Georgia, where they say they've got audio of Donald Trump saying, I just need 11,000 more votes. You go find me 11,000 more votes. What I'm hearing is, because there's two sides to every story, is that that's taken out of context. And if you listen to the entire call in context, it's Donald Trump saying, I can't believe I lost by 11,000 votes. Well, he's also we've I mean, we've been through this. That's why he hasn't been indicted on that, because they've already tried it. Exactly. But, you know, the, the context of the conversation was he thought that he won and, uh, you know, they needed 11,000 votes. He said he didn't, you know, demand that we uh, create fraudulent votes, 11,000 votes. He said, can we find 11,000 votes? Because I believe that I won. And that was, that's not illegal. I mean, he, yeah. you can say he was wrong or not, but that's not illegal. Meanwhile, the guy who ran on, I'm the normal guy. I just want to bring back normalcy and make everybody love each other, went in with, uh, I guess, a self-professed mandate that he is going to turn this country inside out and make it what you know what every democrat's wet dream not every democrat the left 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 wing of the democratic party their wet dream he did fix the border did you see that that was fascinating he fixed the border uh yeah which which border are we talking about uh the northern border with oh. canada Okay. Yeah. He went up there, uh, met with Trudeau, and, and man, they fixed that thing, which means that, you know, if, if some of uh, the people from, you know, the South who get into the United States and then go illegally into Canada, means we're going to return those right back to the United States. So that fixed that problem. All those dirty Canucks trying to come down here illegally. Oh, no. We're putting an end to that. It's the other way. It's, it's people going from the United States into Canada illegally. Oh. Going to get them back into the United States. Oh, great. Yeah. So it helps Canada. Way to go, Joey. He should get like the uh, Maple Leaf Award or something, right? Yeah. Uh, for helping the folks there in Canada. Oh, look at them. Aren't That's... they cute? Yeah. As a couple. It looks like, you know, your grandparents posing with you. Yeah. Um, so AOC wants to make something very clear, Kurt. She hates the military. And any rumor that she likes the military, she's going to squash that right here. So today, someone made, a, made up a rumor that I, me, yeah, you. was hosting a military recruitment fair. What? For high schoolers. Now, like, does that sound like something I would do? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it does not sound like something that you would do. I mean, they hate the fact that the military goes into high schools. And, yeah. and I think part of their rationale is, is that they only target poor people. Well, when I was in high school, all the branches of the military came to my high school. And, you know, I talked to the Marines. And it turned out I was not one of the few, the proud, the Marines. Mm-hmm. I was a slob who was on the radio. And I was probably drunk when the guy came to talk to me about it. So um, I was not a Marine. I would not be Mark Zarda's ideal of a Marine. Um, but don't, I mean, don't you listen to that and go, why wouldn't you be for recruitment to the military? The military that keeps you safe and free and allows you to be an idiot in Congress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of telling that she came, you, you know, she felt like she had to make a statement about that. Like if, if it wasn't a big deal, then why would you just not say anything? Yeah. I can't I believe that. They accused me of helping recruitment yeah. for the military. Yeah. Does that sound like me? No. 
It definitely <laughs> does not. Okay, so uh, in the state of Missouri, St. Louis and Kansas City in particular, um, the most stolen vehicles popping up, and this has been in the news for the last couple of weeks, are Kias and Hyundais, the two most stolen vehicles in the Kansas City and St. Louis metro areas. And Kurt, that uh, hit close to home to you. It did. Unfortunately, uh, yesterday, my wife's car, uh, which is a Kia Soul, was stolen out of our driveway. And uh, so we called the cops and they came and, or one cop came and he was telling us, you know, that that that's the deal with the the Kias and and the Hondas right now. There's apparently something where you can steal them easily because the ignition has this weird bug where you can kind of pop it out and put in a USB or something like that. So people who know what they're doing are able to steal the cars within like 30 seconds to a minute and then just uh, take off. So we didn't even notice. I mean, it happened in the middle of the night. Uh, I guess that would have been Sunday night. And uh, yeah, woke up yesterday and it was gone. So that is unfortunate, but, <laughs> and you know, she, we had known about it because, uh, it was happening in St. Louis. It's been a story in St. Louis for, for a while now, for a few months at least. But, uh, well, we had the story here last week for both Kansas city and independence, which is right next door to Kansas city. Mm-hmm. Same story. I mean, it's, it's those two brands. Yeah. And we live in Raytown, which is close to the Kansas city border and also pretty close to independence, but it's like, it's kind of. It's troubling because you you know you think you live in a safe neighborhood and then something like that happens. So you know we're we're going to be vigilant and keep our eyes peeled and you know informed all the neighbors and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know if we'll even ever see it again. But yeah. I guess we'll find out. Well, hang in there. I know you guys got State Farm Insurance, so they're going to take care of you. Um, you know what you might want to get with your settlement money because chances are they're not going to find that vehicle. You should go get a Camaro mm. because. They won't be around much longer. Did you see that GM is ceasing production on the Chevy Camaro? Because it doesn't fit their all-electric model going forward. Yeah, well, they're all trying to go all-electric by like 2050 or something like that, right? I think it's even before that. Mm. And there's so many holes that we can poke in this, and we do it all the time. And all I ask people to do is ask critical questions. And when they look at you with that blank look on their face and say, well, that's settled science. That's settled science. You know, here's something to keep in mind. The American automakers are all in on this. Why do you think that is? Because they're making a lot of money. Well, they're a lot more expensive. Electric Mm -hmm. cars are a lot more expensive. But they're getting a wink and a nod from the administration, right, that if this thing fails... We got your back. Yeah. Well, they're getting it now. I mean, you look at uh, all of these manufacturers. I mean, Tesla is the big one that is the most obvious because they only make electric vehicles. But all of these car manufacturers are getting tax credits from the federal government in order to uh, incentivize productions uh, production of these cars. So they're able to artificially lower the price. You know, Teslas are expensive enough already as it is. But if it wasn't for the tax credit they would be even more expensive because if they charge the current price without the tax credit, they would be, you know, net negative. They wouldn't be making a profit. So it's uh, it's sort of tipping the scale of the market in order to favor these companies. That's why they're going in that direction because, you know, they see the way that the wind's blowing. They know what's good for, for their sales, what's good for their public image, you know, and that's what they're going to do. Well, when they run it into a peer, I think they also know that the, the taxpayers are going to bail them out. 
I mean, you know that's coming. And uh, I'll give you proof of that. Toyota basically is not all in on electric. I mean, they've got some electric vehicles, but they're not all in on it. And the president and CEO of Toyota, we had that a while back on the podcast, said that it's a fantasy that America is going to be able to do what the Democrats say we're going to be able to do with electric cars. Yeah. Not going to be able to do it. So Toyota doesn't want to go that far because when they run it into a pier, the U.S. taxpayer is not going to bail out Toyota. Right. And the Japanese won't bail out. Uh, Toyota. I don't. I don't think there's any manufacturers that don't make at least some electric cars. I can't think of any. And if you want to buy an electric car, buy an electric car. I mean, that's what the marketplace is all about. But some things you ought to know. You know, uh, we're, we're, when we get to a point where we're relying on the electric grid as much as we will with this, an electric grid that's already shaky. When we get really, really cold weather or really, really hot weather, what happens? We have blackouts, we have brownouts, we have all kinds of problems with our grid. And it's fueled by coal. I know they don't like to hear that, but it is fueled by coal. And the batteries are mined by kids over in Africa. We are raping Africa to get these electric cars to satisfy the Democrats on this. And it makes us feel better about ourselves. It so. certainly does. And I was talking to Bob Watson about this, you know, because he's our State Farm guy. You can go ahead and put up his his slide again because we're going to talk about Bob Watson, State Farm agent. And I said, Bob, let me ask you, as an insurance agent, is does it cost more to insure an electric vehicle? And he said, hell yes, it does. Because the battery alone, the expense of the battery alone. And can you imagine, Kurt, when we get to a point where you've got all these electric vehicles on the road, what's going to happen invariably to these cars? They're going to break down or wreck. stop working or wreck. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have a major demand for these batteries that, again, the materials are produced in third world countries. And, you know, our vice president was over in Africa yesterday. And, you know, this is the part of the country that we are literally raping to get these electric cars going. Mm -hmm. yeah. I saw a video. I'll see if I can find it um, of people trying to escape a landslide in a cobalt mine. Did yeah. you see this? Well, you know, that's out there. But, you know, when I was talking to Bob, he was talking also about the fact that they're, you know, $12,000 higher. You know, electric cars are $12,000 higher than, than gas-powered cars. Here you go. I have seen this video. This yeah. is just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And it's a part of the world we don't care about, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody that... I don't think anybody that's buying electric vehicles is really thinking about this, but this is what's happening, you know, every day. So, again, buy your electric car if you want. But mandating from the top down that this is what we have to do because of some fantasy that if we don't, we're going to kill the planet. I mean, how much of this is killing the planet? Or killing people. Children. <laughs> children know? who are, you know, essentially slave labor over in Africa who are doing this. They're in there digging hard so that you can drive your electric car so you can show the world that you're virtue signaling that you're saving the planet. I saw a video, John Kerry on the floor of the U.S. Senate back in 2009, talking about how within, uh, what did he say then, was it five, I think it was five years that the polar ice caps were going to melt. Well, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> and guess what? They haven't. Yeah. Well, he's saying that. I mean, they're all saying that, you know, every five years, every 10 years, it's another five years or something again let the market drive this thing get your thumb off the scale and let the market drive it and if you want to get an electric car i've got friends who have electric cars let them have it play that yeah play that clip <clears throat>
predict we will have the first ice-free Arctic summer. That exposes more ocean to sunlight. Ocean is dark. It consumes more of the heat from the sunlight, which then accelerates the rate of, of, the, of the melting and warming rather than the ice sheet and the snow that used to reflect it back up into the atmosphere. Don't you just want to ask? Five years, scientists in five years, right? Yeah, five years. I, I wanted to let it repeat. Yeah, I yeah. That in five years. Part. So, and, and you know that deadline was ten years ago. So they just keep pushing it out further and further. It's like it's coming. It's coming. It's the end of the world as we know it. If we can all just drive electric cars, again, I said this last week because I'm a smart ass, you know, uh, we can keep the temperature at 75 during the day, 55 at night, just the right amount of rain. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> Sounds great. Idiots. All right. Speaking of idiots, um, National Public Radio, NPR, uh, is canceling podcasts because they've got a $30 billion budget shortfall. $30 billion budget shortfall. And canceling podcasts is going to help? How much does it cost to do this podcast? It doesn't cost that much. No, but, you know, it's bureaucracy, and they have, uh, you know, hundreds of people working on the staff of these podcasts for whatever reason. Not so. for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> the ones that they're canceling are Invisibilia, Louder Than a Riot, and Rough Translation. You ever heard of those? No. Never. <laughs> Uh, so they're going bye bye, <laughs> and, and you know if Congressman Ronnie Jackson gets his way, and he probably won't, but at least somebody's saying something. Ronnie Jackson used to be the cert, the uh, was he the Surgeon General or was he the uh, physician he, he to the was president, a doctor of some kind, the I physician to the president? Yeah, I over guess. over several Democrats and Republicans. Well, now he's a member of the Congress from Texas, and he has proposed. Hold your breath on this one defunding national public radio npr i like the title of it too uh rep jackson reintroduces legislation to end taxpayer funded fake news fake news we all know it <laughs> <laughs> again why do taxpayers have to fund national public radio and yeah. pbs is included in here too i think it funding. should be yeah, why why do they get public funding first of all Politically, I don't agree with them. Even if I did, even if they were as right-wing as we are, as right-wing as Kurt is, I find myself more in the center. Um, but even if I agreed with them politically, why does why do tax dollars have to go to support this? Yeah, beats me. Yeah. So maybe, you know, when we get to the central bank digital currency, this will all make some sense. Our deep dive here is on something, quite frankly, I don't understand. Um but I know enough about it to be dangerous. And that's one of those things, you know, it's like um, all these reporters out there, they think they know everything about it. Uh, I just want to roll this this clip because I've listened to it with Kurt and I didn't understand it. But central <laughs> bank digital current, do you understand much about this? Uh, I mean, I don't really know exactly what's going to go into it, but I understand the concept. And We do away with money and we just loosely. deal in digital things? So, I mean, I think that, the central banks are are looking at a few things. You know, they're they're looking at the decrease of the U.S. dollar. That's a big part of it because, you know, we had the gold standard for a long time, and then we went away from the gold standard in 1973 or whatever it was under uh, Nixon. And then since then, we've had the petrodollar, and now that's really losing its value, and the the dollar as the backer, you know, the world uh, backing currency or whatever you would say. Is uh, is losing steam, especially with inflation, especially with how much money we're printing, uh, and everything like that. So I think that 
the central banks of the world and the World Economic Forum and stuff like that, they see that as a big crisis because they want to maintain control over the world financial system. And, uh, you know, you have things like Bitcoin is making a big resurgence right now. I just bought some. I know a lot of other people are, are buying into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and things, which are digital currencies that are totally decentralized. Um, they are not, you know, under the thumb of any central authority because through the blockchain and other things like that, it spreads out the, uh, the authority of maintaining that to lots of different people all over the world. Uh, by design. So I think that uh, they are threatened by that and they want to try and establish some sort of global world digital currency in order to combat that. I still don't understand. Maybe this clip will clear it all up. <laughs> Where do we stand? We central bankers. We have been operating as a monetary anchor in relation to the commercial banks and the private money. If we are not in that game, if we are not involved in experimenting, in innovating in terms of digital uh, central bank money, we risk losing the role of anchor that we have played uh, for many, many decades. And we have historical examples of period where the central bank uh, monetary anchor was not there and that precipitated crisis after crisis. That certainly was the case at the time of the free banking in the 19th century. Do we want to go back to those days? Probably not. I would say certainly not from... Okay. So, yeah, I mean, what, what she's saying there, and this is the uh, European Central Bank uh, lady. You know, she's saying being the anchor, right? So they, they want to be the anchor of the world uh, financial system and the world economic policy. And the decline of the U.S. dollar and the rise of decentralized cryptocurrencies threatens their authority to do so. So they have to come up with an alternative. Okay. That's basically what it boils down to. Well, there's a couple of directions we can go with this. First of all, it, it kind of ties to Biden's veto of a bill to reverse the rule on ESG investing. That's money manager decisions on stocks and mutual funds based on environmental, social, and governance issues. And Marsha Blackburn weighed in on this, and she, being from Tennessee, I being from Indiana, I can understand her more than you know the matriarch there <laughs> from the uh, World Bank or whatever. Yeah. This is a very political move, but Harris, they prioritize ESG and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are their, they follow this like a religion. It is woke, it is wokeism. And when you look at this veto, and he is saying to 152 million Americans, mm -hmm. your retirement savings are not as important to me as meeting the goals of ESG and DEI, so I'm going to veto this measure. But then look at what they did with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank. They went in and they bailed out this bank. The bank got in trouble because they weren't focused on their fiduciary responsibility. It was bad management. But what were they focused on? They were focused on diversity, equity, inclusion. They were focused on climate change, environment, social justice, governance. That is where they were focused. And what did they do? Federal government comes in, does a bailout for them, for Signature Bank. Now, do you think they would have done that for a bank in Tennessee that was there for the ag industry? Of course not. Mm.
So to me, this comes down to like central control, and I don't like central control at all. The government dictating what you can buy. First step to mandating the green agenda and then enforcing it with monetary policy. So uh, your Bitcoin, if I understand this correctly, probably won't work in Florida because of what Ron DeSantis is putting through. No, it will, because okay. it's not centralized currency. So okay. what they're proposing is a new currency to combat cri- decentralized cryptocurrencies. And I mean, right now, there are certain coins, uh, certain cryptos that you can actually buy things with, like Ethereum and other things. But Bitcoin is sort of more like gold or silver. It's okay. more of like a, a and you're holding it for value type okay. of thing. So DeSantis proposing legislation in Florida to prohibit the use of federal or foreign CBDC as money. While protecting against government surveillance over your personal finances. But our legislation shouldn't stop there. Given the continued increase in Chinese influence in worldwide affairs and increase in plans to adopt CBDC worldwide, our legislation also prohibits any CBDC issued by a foreign reserve or government-sanctioned central bank. This will ensure that any effort to adopt a worldwide digital currency will never occur in the free state of Florida. And finally, I'm calling on like-minded states uh, like Florida, uh, to uh, adopt similar legislation uh, into their uniform commercial codes and to reject any changes to their uniform commercial code that would formally recognize a central bank digital currency. And I've- Big Brother's digital dollar. Yeah. I love that on the podium. I think that was the same speech where he uh, went viral for, you know, kind of taking a jab at Trump over the uh, porn star payments or whatever. Yeah. So... Well, Ron DeSantis is governor of Florida, and Florida versus the U.S. is on our radar today. And it started for me with comments made by Anna Navarro on The View, claiming that she is miserable living in Ron DeSantis's Florida. Sonny told me this morning, I need to find my uh, my, my happiness. She's she sending to me to film master class. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> She was upset at like 8.30. I was like, you need to go to Finland. Well, maybe if you lived in Florida, you'd be upset 24 hours a day. That's true. Well, you know, the beauty of the United States is if you don't like where you live, you can live somewhere else. Also, I'm calling bullshit. Sorry. I mean, you live in Florida. You are probably worth a lot of money. You're on TV. You know, you're spending all your time not on the view. You're on the beach. You're sipping mimosas. There's no, it's bullshit. You would have left already. You love Florida because you love the beach and you love pampering yourself. Yeah. And you don't want to leave because you don't want to give that up. Right. <laughs> and I want to move to Florida. So if she wants to move out, I'll move in. It'll be a zero sum deal there. And what's up with those earrings that she's wearing? They must weigh like five pounds. I don't know. It looks like cultural appropriation. I think though. it is cultural. <laughs> so she says that she doesn't like being in Florida because everything's being banned in Florida. And that's kind of like the liberal uh, drumbeat here is everything is being banned in Florida except the kitchen sink. And she says that may soon be banned. Well, we'll talk about bans coming up here in a second. A parent in Florida, this is another thing the liberals are just, their hair's on fire about. They're just, they're putting this around Ron DeSantis's neck. And when I looked at the story, it's a parent that complained about this. I guess Michelangelo's David, do they have a statue of that? They don't have the original. No? Uh, I don't know. That's not the original. Uh, but it's causing a stir because, you know, it's it's a naked man in the statue. But that thing's been around. Uh, Michelangelo's David goes back hundreds of years to the Renaissance. Um, and then a, a reminder to you, uh, John Ashcroft, when he was um, attorney general, 
There are nude statues at the uh, Justice Department, and he had them all covered. He had them all <laughs> draped because he's kind of a religious. He's a very religious man, and all that. And so, you know, the the left is going crazy about this because this is art, and you should get this. And um, uh, never mind that he's got his wanker hanging out there or whatever. <laughs> um, that that's art, and you know that, right? You're yeah. a, you're a Renaissance kind of a guy, of course. Yeah. So that's that's definitely art. Then you've got this. Um, the NAACP has issued a travel advisory to deter people of color from visiting or moving to Florida. So um, play the clip on uh, that DeSantis had on that, and then I've got my own question on it. What a joke! Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how effective that is. You know, just remember during COVID. These people would be on CNN, all this stuff, slamming Florida, saying we were so bad, don't go to Florida. And then they would end up being spotted on the beach somewhere, vacationing in Florida. So this is just ridiculous. I mean. Yeah. So where are black people at risk in Florida? Are they? I don't even. Yeah. I mean, what's the warning supposed to be against? Like you're moving there, visiting there because, you know, it's it's not good for black people. And I kind of wonder is, shouldn't they be issuing warnings for Chicago, Baltimore, (laughs) Washington, D.C., Kansas City, you know? No. Where are black people more at risk? Well, Florida, obviously, because racism or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get to that when we get to education here uh, coming up in just a little bit. Meanwhile, you know, in the rest of the country— You know, we talked about the gas stove ban. I mean, the the list of things that that the Biden administration wants to ban makes anything Florida is doing pale by comparison. And New York State will be the first state in the nation that will ban gas stoves in all new construction. All new construction. Hmm. Now, you know, we don't have a gas stove at our house because we can't it doesn't make sense financially to run the gas line to it. The house I bought, they had an electric stove and it would just, we'd have to tear up the ceiling. My wife hates it. She wants a gas stove. Um, but no gas stoves in all new construction in New York. And a sidelight on that, my friend Gary Farnsworth sent me a note. Uh, today, March 28th, is his mom's 100th birthday. She's 100 years old today. Happy birthday. She lives at the healthcare resort in Leewood, Kansas. Uh, Gary wants all of us to know that she cooked several meals a day for over 70 years on a gas stove. Mm. And she's 100 years old. Nice. So, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. And uh, know that the gas stove didn't take her down for sure. Um, the Biden administration continues to ram electric cars down our throats. We've talked about that with no plan for the uh, chaos that will ensue. New restrictions coming on washing machines and air conditioners. They want to take America and drive it back to the Stone Age, and I think they'd be happy with that. Yeah, and this article that we just uh, pulled up for New York, it's not just gas stoves. It's, uh, if passed as is, the measure would prohibit the installation of fossil fuel equipment in new construction. Water heaters. Yeah, so uh, common fossil fuel household items, including furnaces, water heaters, dryers, etc. So it's not just stoves. It's any gas-powered uh, appliances. So more um, pressure on the electrical grid. Yeah. Where they want to put all of the cars on the electrical grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how that works, I this guess. This makes... Absolutely no sense. But again, if you voted for Joe Biden because you wanted normalcy and you didn't like the clown car that Trump was driving, 
you you earned this and you need to live with it and suck it for another I don't know how many days I didn't look on my on my phone <laughs> but you know it he's going to be there and he's going to slobber all over himself he's going to eat his pudding he is fading every day and any objective person can look at that and see it and the vice president is worse his poll numbers continue to fall hers are worse so we're stuck with this yeah, for now, and he'll probably run for re-election, too, I think. And so. the only block or break that we've got on it is a Republican House that so far, you know, I know there were a lot of people who were worried about Kevin McCarthy taking over as Speaker. I think he's done a good job. Yeah, not bad so far. Not yeah. bad at all. All right. Education and parents. Um, L.A. school teachers strike a tentative settlement. Remember, they were the ones that had to be dragged back into the classroom when when the COVID specter was lifted. And now you you got them on the video there, dancing away in the rain. And a couple of them got their masks on, too. That's good, because when you're outside, that's when you really need your mask. Is that like waterboarding? They're wearing a mask in the rain? Yeah. I mean, it's, it reminds me of the, uh, the TikTok nurses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, things are so bad and so serious that we're going to go on social media and record videos of ourselves dancing. <laughs> well, the 30,000 teachers who were striking, teachers, teachers' aides, bus drivers, custodian, and other sports staff, uh, the agreement includes a 30% wage increase and a retroactive pay increase between four dollars and $8,000. The new minimum wage in the L.A. Unified School District will be $22.52 an hour. So, uh, you know, you folks in California, your taxes are going up because you can't print money, right? Only the Fed can do that. So where's the money going to come from? The tax base. Yeah, it's going to come from that and from the destruction of your purchasing power. Well, I'm Not glad. to mention they have $5 million per black citizen in San Francisco that, you know, they're about to pass too. So. Exactly. Reparations. <laughs> Where's that going to come from? Good luck. And then Gavin Newsom wants to run for president. I'd love to have that debate every day. Uh, Grand Valley State is a university in Michigan. They have announced that they are going to have five separate graduations. They will separate graduations by race, ethnicity, and sexual identity. My question is, is five enough? Yeah, we need more. That's not we enough. We need a lot more. Not enough equity. More equity. What do you got on that? So this is uh, the letter that they sent out to the students. Dear Laker graduates, Grand Valley hosts five unique graduation celebrations annually designed to honor our diverse graduates. These programs complement the university commencement ceremonies and are an opportunity to come together and acknowledge Laker accomplishments and the spirit and traditions of our diverse identities and cultures. So they have Asian graduation celebration, black graduation celebration, Latino slash A slash X graduation celebration. <laughs> and then my favorite one is lavender graduation. What does that which mean? Is, that's the gay one. Oh, all right. Yeah. So Where's so, the white person graduation? <laughs> uh, not, not listed. Not they don't listed. get to graduate? Uh, I think, you know, the, the people who are pushing this would say, well, the normal graduation is the white graduation. So isn't that like acknowledging white supremacy if you're saying that, Oh, the, the the real graduation is the white graduation. <laughs> but anyways, and then they have uh, the Native American graduation celebration. So there will be like five people at that one. I mean, how, <laughs> how many how many Native American graduates do you think they have in each class? Probably not too many. Uh, these are the the goofy things that we love to goof on here at Dale Carter's America. But the good news is. 
you know, sanity is prevailing in places like Arkansas, where Sarah Sanders is doing a fantastic job as governor. She pushed back against Arkansas teachers filling out a white privilege survey. Like, I had to do that. She Did you really? Yeah. As a teacher? Yep. Wow. Because we wouldn't make you do it here. I mean, none of the radio. <laughs> well, station. I mean, I would, I would do it here just for fun because I think it would be funny. Maybe yeah. we should do that for an episode. Okay. Um, and the World Athletics Organization uh, will ban trans women from track and field competition, stating there is insufficient evidence that trans women do not retain advantage over biological women. Duh. <laughs> Duh. You know, you've got the the swimmer out there. I guess ESPN did some big special over the weekend on uh, Leah Thomas. Yeah. You know, yeah. the the guy who's pretending to be a woman mm-hmm. to so that, you know, uh, it's all about winning, right? <laughs> you want to yeah. win. It's like, gosh, I was 400-something in the world in men, and now women, I'm crushing this thing. Yeah. The Why patriarchy prepa- prevails again. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's about women's rights. I mean, where are all you people who believe strongly in women's rights? Where are you not leading the charge on this? Because men are dictating to you what a woman is and that you just have to deal with the, the competition from them. Well, World Athletics said, nah, we're not going to go that way true parents bill of rights passed in the house with no democrat votes now i looked at the bill unlike a lot of bills that come out of the democrat side that are like two thousand pages long and get passed in the middle of the night this thing was 32 pages long nice it's it's short really for for a bill coming out of congress And, and i kind of went through it and it's all about uh centering it so parents have more of a say in their kids education Who can argue with that? Yet Democrats want you to think it's fascism. They want you to think that that the Republicans have lost their minds. In fact, the Democrats have lost their minds. We have some clips. We start with the Honorable Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas. Beings endure suffering and humiliation. Don't we want our children to be kind? Don't we want our children to know that slavery was wrong as I fight against slavery today that still exists? What? Don't we want our children to understand the basis of all of our history, the mosaicness of this nation and African-American history? Don't we want teachers to get the salaries that they deserve? And don't we want to make be... Okay, so a couple of things there. Um, there is nothing in the bill that says slavery won't be taught. Slavery is taught everywhere. We, we know what slavery was. As far as teacher salaries go, that's a local issue. Los Angeles wants to give their teachers a 30% raise. God bless those teachers who are going to make that money. I don't know how they're going to pay for it, but they're going to make that money. Um, So uh, the only thing that came out of this bill that that I heard a Democrat say something that I agreed with was, where's the enforceability on this and how are you going to pay for it? Two things I never thought I'd hear a Democrat say because they don't really care about that sort of thing. (laughs) Well, they only care about it when it suits them. I mean, they only care about it when it's uh, for some policy or ideological Mm -hmm. pursuit that they disagree with. And all of a sudden, you know, transparency. (laughs) From the fascist state of Florida, the representative Frederica Wilson. How disgraceful we want to terrorize the very people who love our children. Keep them safe and educate them for over eight hours daily. Our teachers are sacrificial lambs. You will never eliminate public schools. We will fight you. As we long as it takes. Fight you. How as long as it takes. I'm telling you. 
I did love her in the Jeffersons, though. I thought she did a great job on that. Okay, the leader of the Democrat Party, the minority leader in the House of Representatives. This is the guy who needs to walk or work across the aisle with Republican counterparts if anything is ever going to be done and really shouldn't be the flamethrower that he is. But this is Representative Hakeem Jeffries. God bless you. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want your child to learn about the LGBTQ plus experience in America. That's not a decision that extreme MAGA Republicans here in Congress should make. The parents of America should be able to make that. Yeah. You won't find LGBTQ, LMNOP, plus, plus, plus anywhere in the 32-page bill. Yeah. It's they, not there. <laughs> it's a straw man, obviously. It's extreme crazy. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. <laughs> that's like crazy, that too. That's, like that that's taught in history. Of course <laughs> it's taught in history. Slavery is taught in history. You people are losing your minds over stuff like this. He has this uh, this kind of similar to, like, Cory Booker, but less charismatic. Because Cory Booker, you know, he does the thing where he's, like, you know, he's, like, gets oh, yeah. real intense. He and, you gets know, into it. But he, he has kind of the similar thing, but he does it all with his hands instead of, like, his eyes and his face like yeah. Cory Booker does. He's like, yes. It's like you're trying too hard, man. My Calm favorite down. Cory Booker thing was when he compared himself to Spartacus. Oh, yeah, of course. That's an all-time, <laughs> all-time great. All right, so we covered a whole lot of ground here, and I want to leave you with this this week on Dale Carter's America. The classiest moment at the NCAA tournament. Uh, of course, everybody in the Midwest wanted Kansas State to make the Final Four uh, because they, they got as far as they did. Uh, they've got a brand-new coach this year. His name is Jerome Tang. He is very eloquent. And after losing a heartbreaking game to Florida Atlantic, Jerome Tang actually went to the Florida Atlantic locker room and said this. Toughness, your togetherness, your ability to make plays for each other, right? Like the way you communicate with each other. There's no, nobody can beat y'all, right? Nobody can. So just stay together. Don't get distracted between now and then, all right? Stay locked in. Keep doing what you're doing. Y'all the toughest son of a guns we played all year long. Uh, just proud of y'all be rooting Appreciate for you. That. All right? Is that not the definition of class and grace? Yeah, classy. Very classy. Very classy. So Kansas State, uh, you folks out there, and I know um, we've got a lot of K-State fans who listen to the podcast here. You've got a good one in uh, Coach Jerome Tang. So on that note of class and grace, until we meet again around the microphone and the video cameras wherever you get this podcast, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.